Hey guys, welcome to Cars and Health Bars. On today's episode, we're going to be ripping into our Dodge Charger Challenger owners. Also, we're going to be talking about console wars. Let's get right into it. So this might be something that uh, you haven't came across because I came across this news just fresh. I mean, I've seen it before we even started the podcast, but uh, did you see anything about the uh, Mustang GTD? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that is that a thing? Yeah, that thing's like, cool. Is it a, is it something that's came out a while ago? Because whenever I watched it, it was like they unveiled this hours ago. No, nah, they've been known about that for a little while now. It might even be out now. I'm not sure. No, it's 2025. Okay, but they've already announced it for a bit. Yeah, I had no idea. That's uh, that's gonna be kind of wild. Three hundred thousand dollar car. I, I know. And it, it's gonna be hard to get as a GT40 or something. I mean. Or the new Ford GT, my bad. So, I heard that they're not really meant to compete with the uh, C8s, which is kind of odd. Are they? I wonder why they would say that. Because of the production, because of the power, you know, they're kind of set up like the C8, but instead of having a mid-rear engine, it's got a mid-front engine. Yeah, which is pretty much a C7. So I don't, I don't know. I, what what makes you think that they why they put out that statement that is not meant to rival the the C8? Do you think it's because of production? It's just kind of in its own class. It probably would gap ties the C8. To be honest, I mean, yeah, a supercharged uh, five point two. I mean, like sheesh, and it's a GT five hundred engine, pretty much. I think I'll and- see. I read too that uh, all the people who are designing it are the same company that designs the four GT. So a lot of the aesthetics and the uh, build yeah. of the car is going to be pulled from the four GT, and that's I mean that's like god tier car. It's a fifty fifty weight split, unlike the regular Mustang. It's saying here the new GT five hundreds are fifty six front, forty three rear. So they're light in the rear, just like a tr- not as much as a truck, but they're light in the rear, and that's that, that's pretty typical. That's why you see all these Mustang guys, you know doing mustang stuff <laughs> mustang stuff it's got some wide tires 345s in the back 325s in the front that is that is huge really... tire and it's dry sump just like i'm guessing it's kind of similar to a c7 but this could be a full like crude dry sump because the c8 or my bad c7s they're not true dry sump they use a pickup tube and an oil pump still they're not fully separate oil pump like with that mounts directly to the pan and picks up all there. Huh. Yeah, I was shocked about the tire size too. I was like, "Golly, three forty fives in the rear—that is enormous tire." Like, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny. The GT five hundred only revs to seventy five hundred. It says, but I feel like it could do more. I thought Coyotes revved out like super high up. It's got some adjustable suspension. I think it's similar to a. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The okay, I don't think it is like the. I'm trying to think. It's like the one LE Camaros and oh, okay, the uh, Magna Ride. It's not like that. See, I did like the arrow that they have on there though, and they've got the cuts yeah. and the fenders uh, or the You're wide about the active arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so sick. Yeah, that's pretty cool to see on track cars. Yeah, the only thing disappointing about this, the the GTD, is with them being so limited and so expensive, I doubt we'll ever see one in the street, and I doubt we'll ever see one at a car show unless we go to something like here. Oh, no, you'll never. We'll see it at PRI, probably. Yeah, that kind of sucks, too, man. That car is so unique. Like, I like how they took the body of the Ford Mustang and just, like, made it exotic. Like, they've got the big wing, they've got all the active aero, the wide body, the wide tires. It's uh, It's such a unique car to see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's got active aero in the front, too. Man, this thing is just crazy. It's got a carbon underbody, too. You know, I was uh, talking to my stepdad about this, and, uh, you know, it was kind of news to me, and it it probably will shock you, but I didn't know that originally, I don't know if he said, I think he did say sports cars, American sports cars, were mid-engine. What did he say? He said that uh, originally American sports cars started out as mid-engine with the Cornette. I think the first Corvette was technically mid-engine. That's just incredible, man. It's like, uh, because people like me who are naive and kind of, you know, relatively new to, you know, especially the history of cars, 
you think back to, you know, in, in my mind, you know, a sports car is, you know, a 67 Mustang or, you know, like an older first generation, first, first generation uh, uh, Mustang. C1 Camaro. isn't, it's, but it's not as, the Corvettes aren't your typical front engine. They are behind the drive wheel or the front wheels. They're never even with it or, you know, like ours are behind too, but they're way back there on the Corvettes. They really balance out good. And that that's kind of where they took the whole, like, Stingray thing, correct? You know, the Stingray's known for its super long hood because, you know, it, or super long front end because it's got to make room for uh, that engine being pushed back behind the wheelbase. Yeah, the C2 is actually a really popular track car when it came out too. If you ever go to the Corvette Museum, I mean, they talk about it there. Was the C2 the one that came, uh, some of them had the split window? Or was that a C3? Yeah, 63. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 63 was the only year they did the split window. That, that, those were like notoriously like the one of the longest uh, Stingrays that they ever made. I mean, those things were like boats. I think the C3 was like the boat. Oh, really? It's longer for sure. I get them kind of mixed up sometimes. <laughs> it's kind of funny too because it kind of looks like a submarine because you've just got like this little like uh, doghouse and then this super, super long front end. Just looks so goofy. Looks like a shoe, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, I just wanted to get on that little tangent before we got started. But of course, you heard in the intro, we are here to talk to ye old Dodge Charger Challenger owners. If you want to take a break hmm. from calculating your sixty uh, percent interest rates and, and listen to what we have to say about your financial decision to buy yourself a land yacht. Uh, ah. I mean, I'll kind of just let you take the stage first on kind of what what you would say to a uh, Charger Challenger owner if they wanted to actually take the time to listen to what you had to say. Uh, what do you mean? Like, what, what are you trying to, like, me persuade them to maybe buy GM or Ford? Yeah, like... Them, kind of persuade them away from Mopar? Right, or, or just, like, disses that they need to, like, be aware of. That they oh, might not sure. be. The number one diss, I'm, I'm sure they're aware of it, but I just got to mention the banana guards, you know. <laughs> you know, I get why people like it, but take them things off, man. They don't do your PDI right at the dealer or something. They're supposed <laughs> to be off. <laughs> it's crazy. They leave them on. It's popular, I guess. It's the only car that's popular on is the Charger and Challenger. It's like they want to show off, like, my car's new. It's still got the guards on it. I mean, you see our cars like 60,000 miles. <laughs> it's like people that leave the film on like screens and stuff. Like, it, it's still new. Yeah, for real. It's still new. <laughs> I'm protecting it. I'm but protecting dog, it for the next there, guy. Under there, it's going to look like trash after a long time if you don't take them off and clean under there. <laughs> the paint's all faded on the whole front bumper. They pull those canards off and it's just like shiny like yeah, brand new. Yeah, it's like brand new. <laughs> That's why I don't like that kind of stuff, or like stickers on your roof, you know? Yeah. But I guess we can go into the next thing, you know, that you're going to hear every Mopar guy get called out for. And that's just being slow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to sugarcoat it, but if you ain't in a Hellcat from factory, you ain't you ain't pushing nothing, dog. I was going to say, we got to exclude our Hellcat Demon owners on this one, but yeah. They are fast. Though. They're not bad at all from factory, but the, the boats just don't be competing with the Camaro and Mustang. I mean... What do you got against the Pinstar? I got on the Pinstar? Yeah. What, the V6? <laughs> yeah. That thing's just like every other V6, you know. <laughs> every bitch that owns the V6 Charger doesn't do her maintenance. And after like 60k miles, the phasers are just like, I, I'm a head out. Time and chain guides, I'm a head out. Like, it's just like any other three, three, five EcoBoost or three six GM. They're all like that. I can't really hate on just Mopar because it seems like all our, you know, domestic manufacturers just put out the shittiest V sixes known to man. <laughs> Excluding maybe Ford a little bit. I do. I am kind of biased to the Ford ones. They, they're all right. They got their issues, but they're not the worst. So I I don't know how much you know about the uh, 392 versus like your uh, normal 57, uh, but I hear so many people like say don't 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 buy the 392. It's not worth it. Like, what what are your thoughts on that? I kind of agree with that from a I'm not keeping it stock standpoint. Oh okay. Because if you're modding, 
the uh, five seven. Let's say right. You want to add some boost. We've done multiple boosted stock bottom in five sevens. They work. Like you can do it with decent amount of boost and timing. You don't gotta go crazy on stock bottom in, obviously. But they they hold up to a decent a bit of abuse. But I don't know why it is. I don't know what it is about the six four. I think it is not six one. I think it's six four. Yeah. But uh, they don't hold boost. Like they consistently will have issues on stock bottom. It's like a Gen one coyote for some reason. They just <laughs> don't hold boost. Like straight up. They're just and doomed to fail. So, 392 specs are pretty sad if you want to know them right here. I, I just got the, uh, oh, hold on, hold on. I was about to be wrong. <sighs> it, it's showing up a Wrangler. Oh, no. I, uh, it's the same power, but the 0 to 60 was like, I was like, this is sad. <laughs> it's probably not that much more impressive if we're going to be honest. Nah, I mean, it's the same power. It's, it's 0 to 60 is actually worse. Oh, oh no. You're, you're kidding me. The Wrangler out 060's a challenger. Oh my god. It's 4.8 seconds to 4.9 on the new SRTs. The 392's. So already worse than that Fitch and Camaro. Not even going to try 10 <laughs> speed 6 gen. You know, we're not even going to mention that. Oh <laughs> my god. Curb weight, 4,300 pounds. Um, 480 horse, 475 foot pounds of torque. Pretty basic, you know. Good power, but that thing just doesn't put it down, apparently. Did you say uh, a 430, uh, 4,300 pounds? Yeah. That's kind of shocking. I thought for sure they weighed more than that. These these G8 guys need to shut their mouths then to call them boats. Oh, yeah, they boats. as much as a G8. G- they, get, they got no room to talk. G8s weigh forty four or 4,500 pounds. Dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, these GA guys need to need to stop calling them boats. They they need to take a look in the mirror. Yeah, so the new Challenger five sevens are only three seventy five horse out the box, but I really don't mind them at all. They're they're not bad at all. Like I, I you're spending a lot less money and you're getting a very similar option in speed. I, it won't. It ain't showing me a. It's saying the Challenger RT57 to 0 to 60 and 48 to 5. So it's literally the same 0 to 60 as the SRT8. Yeah. So yeah, I would choose the 57 if it holds aftermarket mods better. It's literally a no-brainer. It's the same speed as a... Everyone knows you buy an SRT392 because you can't afford the other SRT. Let's just be real. Why do you think people get tacked with so much interest on on the Charger Challenger? Do you think it's just because the people like the most broke people are like, that's a fast car. I don't know nothing about cars, but I know that Hellcat's fast, and I might not be able to afford yeah, a Hellcat, but I can. Dude, af- it's the Mopar guys. I'm not even going to mention Mopar it. brain. Nah, nah. Chrysler <laughs> 300 owners. No, dude. I, I've heard so much stuff about those cars. I heard they're just doomed to fail from the start. Like, the worst modern-day car. Like, that's why they don't make them no more. I like them when they're 5.7 or, like, Hellcat swap. I love them, man. But, you know. People just like them because they look like Bentleys and they think they're cool. <laughs> Let me look up the light here. Oh, on a Chrysler 300? <laughs> Oh, same as a Challenger. Oh, really? I was gonna guess like forty-five. Yeah. Not forty-three. Well, um, zero to sixty is. Oh, hold on. This this can't be right. I gotta make sure it's the RT. Well, look. I was gonna say. I don't think the does the Chrysler three hundred come with a V eight. Yeah, Luke had one. You don't remember? No, I do not. I thought they just came in the V six. No, they got a Hemi five okay. seven. I so, can't believe you. You didn't know that? No. So they, they kind of have the same uh, setup as like the G8s. They got the V6, V8 from the four-door sedan. They are a 15.7 from factory. 15.7. Hmm. Oh, hold up. This might be wrong. This guy was complaining that it says that. Yeah. Uh, 0 to 60 is 6.3 seconds in the V6, and then the V8 is 5.3. So it's worse than the Challenger. Jeez. It puts down the power even worse. I wonder why. Yeah, I just got probably these crosser because I had one call me out recently. We're gonna talk about this guy. Oh no! This guy looked like he still lived in his mom's basement at thirty-five. Oh my god! 
he's driving this lifter ticking Chrysler 300 <laughs> and I didn't know this I walk into the gas station and he's asking me uh, my, I saw my uncle so I talked to him and he's hanging out with my uncle my great uncle and my uncle gets to talking to me about my car and I show him some photos and the guy saw and he's like oh nice car man but apparently after I left Matt was in there and they didn't know Matt and me were you know together yeah so they, he's like, yeah, I'd hate to tell. He just randomly tells Matt, yeah, I'd hate to tell that boy, but I got something for that Camaro. Oh, my God. The Scott Chrysler 300. I'm putting down 500 <laughs> horsepower to the wheel and like 530 foot-pounds of torque. I guess a stock Chrysler 300 making no You're going to tell me my car 4.3060 from factory is not going to beat yours 5 seconds 0 to 60? And by the way, mine's not stock now, so it's more like a three-second, you know, a high three-second zero to sixty if I can hook up. I'd try racing that Chrysler three hundred in a stock catfish and see what would happen. I'd probably at least oh, the catfish would gap. <laughs> a stock Z twenty eight sure. catfish, I would just wipe For that sure. smile off his face. Oh man, but. I, I take I want to go back to taking issue with uh, with the you know the car, Charger Challenger. What what really bugs me, and I'm definitely stereotyping, but it seems like they're the guys that do these dang uh, uh, street shutdowns or whatever they're called. Uh, oh yeah, they're always the ones the takeovers. Like God, dude, it's so like it's not the right place, not the right time, and you wonder why you guys get discriminated against. It's because you're the ones acting a fool in the car community, like. You got dudes hanging out the side while your buddy's doing donuts. Dude recording gets hit by the car. Like, we need to take a break from grilling these Mustang guys from hitting people and look at the boats because these boats be running people over at these like street shutdowns. Yeah, I mean, those things really are pretty sad. I get why some people might do it when they live in areas not near a track and. Or they live somewhere where a track was destroyed. Yeah. I get it, but slideshows aren't the answer, man. Like, I don't know. There's there's better ways to do it. I would almost say just go to Mexico or something, you know, instead of doing a slideshow. Or just, like, be a little bit safer and go to a parking lot. Like, if I'm just trying yeah, to... For sure. Why do it in an intersection? I mean, that's just stupid. I, I'm just a big car enthusiast as the next guy, but if I'm trying to get home from work and some idiot's got the road shut down so he could do donuts, I'm going to be like, dude, just do it in the parking lot. If somebody wants I mean, to stop and check it out. They will typically do it in areas that aren't, you know, real heavy with people. Right. But I've seen them do it in, like... Like, there's one time in California, they was on that main highway by the coast. Oh, my God. And they just shut that bitch down, dude. It was ridiculous how many people were there. God. Just doing shit in the middle of the road, blocking traffic. It was on the news everywhere that year. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of fading away a little bit. I think a lot of people just got cabin fever because of COVID and everything. And people just kind of was like, I got to get out of here. I got to go do some dumb stuff. Yeah. Uh... But it was always the always the Mopar guys. They they were the ones doing it. And I take issue with a different kind of Mopar guy. I take issue. Oh, no. I take issue with these dang cops driving dang mm. blacked out ghost ghost uh, uh, county written on it. Like you can barely yeah. see it in the right angle. Like that's not even cool, man. When they do that, like. Come on, man. Like, and, and two, whenever they're like mean to you about it, they're like, Do you not see me? Like, no, yeah, I didn't. I love it when they say that. Like, no, ain't that the point? <laughs> like, yeah, you're like over here hiding in the bushes. Like, no, I did not see you. Be like, yeah, I sped up on purpose because I Dude, saw you. Oh my God, this reminds me of this was a Mopar, too. Oh, the God. Dodge truck in Smith's Grove, dude. Oh my God. You know, you know, you know where that school is, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a sign. Well, yeah. before you get to the sign, if you're leaving Smith's Grove on the left, like as soon as you turn, uh-huh. there's like a sign at this house. This cop is hiding behind the sign watching people. <laughs> he got someone. He he almost got me, but there's two people in front of me that were speeding, and he got the first one. But My he God. was hiding, dude. He's in the shadows. I didn't see him until he pulled out. I hate that. Like, you and don't then see when me? I left, 
when I left, he was there, dude. Oh my god, it was so sneaky. I was like, yeah, it's just dirty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it, I don't think anybody like. I, I don't know. I feel I have a whole debate on like traffic crime. It's just like cops act like it is the most heinous thing ever, especially if they're having a bad day, and it's like. Man, oh, that's the worst. Go get somebody like you know trying to kidnap a kid or like trying to rob like, a we store. We all know you're just getting money for the fucking department when you do that. And ninety percent of the time, if somebody's like speeding, it's probably because they're trying to get somewhere, and like you're keeping them from getting somewhere. It's I mean, like I'm not gonna say that. I do be speeding just to speed. I mean, I I don't do it all the time, but I mean, I'm guilty of doing it for sure. But like, well, I drive my car every day, so I mean, yeah. I just I just speed. My Dakota speeding is a risky game because of it oh, falling sure. apart. <laughs> I know when That's I'm doing that. That's the shitbox life. That's why the S10 on the interstate never went over 70. I got a zip. I mean, it, it has, but let me tell you, when it it takes a while, but you can get up to 90. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh. But yeah, I I think it's it's really I don't know the whole like cop thing. It's the whole reason why I don't really fool around with very much uh, charger guys because you never know, man. Like, and a cop don't don't always have to be in like either a white or a gray car. You know, for a little while in Bowling Green, we had a guy running around in it might have even been a Mustang, but it was an undercover cop in like a street car, like trying to get street racers. It's like yeah, I think it was a Mustang. Uh, you can't always trust anybody especially the chargers man i just don't they're slow anyways nah. i don't have nothing to prove to a name dodge charger pulls up on you you already know it's not a cop like if it is you're just that's a bad day man <laughs> that's a bad day well uh i remember seeing a post uh you know where somerset is don't you yeah i've been through there. i seen somerset had a uh had a car had a grand sport wrapped in a uh like a police library it said like somerset oh, yeah, police department that. yeah like god you ain't you ain't messing with him buddy yeah, I ain't trying to pull away from those C7 Grand Sport. Nah, nah, it don't. Plus, you gotta outrun that radio, too. That'd be like, dang, Need for Speed Most Wanted I right there. Mopar. You know, let's talk about these Mopar guys always saying, they're always going for the Corvettes. Yeah, I know. You, like, ain't, you ain't getting the Corvettes, dog. I don't care if you're in a Hellcat. <laughs> that fucking bolt-on fucking C7 might give you a run for your money. Okay, yeah, that that reminds me of a whole different tangent. Like, like you said, they pick on these Corvette guys because they think, oh, that's the next fastest American domestic car. Like the these guys, all they care about is drag racing. You want to say yeah. you can't take a Hellcat? I mean, even like a Hellcat against a one LE on the track, you ain't you ain't got it, buddy. Like, you're not gonna be cornering as good as that one LE Camaro. Like, you're just For not. Sure, you're putting out. The Corvette's putting out 455 horsepower, so it's right there with the SRT guys, but it weighs 3,300 pounds, a C7. Not even a Grand Sport, just a base. And power to weight on us on, like, a Corvette's way, way more impressive. I mean, like, you're going to be spinning for days in, like, a Demon if you're trying to, like, launch it hard. Corvette's going to be out of there. Yeah, for sure. It's got a 291 horsepower to weight. So it's right up there with a Carrera GTS, a BMW <laughs> M6. That's crazy. Um, a Lotus E Spirit, a CL65 AMG. I mean, it's up there. Just a stock Cor- Corvette, and then also it's got way better braking distance. And then let's see if it's got zero to sixty here. This is from Lastest, FastestLaps.com, by the way. They're pretty certified on this stuff. Yeah. Uh, zero to one hundred is twelve point six. Uh, it's not giving me a zero to sixty. I don't think. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like these Dodge guys, they just run their mouth so much more than anybody in the uh, car community. They just really give me bad vibes. At least around here, it could be different up north where it's a lot more Mopar guys, or it could be a lot more cooler than Mopar people. It's like all they care. Obviously, I'm not gonna say all of them are like that. Yeah, it's just like all they care about is horsepower numbers, and like that's just yeah. the, that's the thing nowadays. Like a thousand horsepower, if you make a thousand oh, yeah, horsepower, like, you got everyone's got to have the number. It's never about the efficiency or you know the torque below your peak power. It's always just about that number. It's not about the rest of the curve. Yeah, you know we could kind of tie all this together. You know, say you're doing a roll race where power matters. You know, 
the the Hellcat guys is like gapping, say like a Fidgen or whatever. Okay, a cop shows up. What are you going to do? You going to take a back road? Yeah, try doing like whatever, you know, 120 going down a back road. You ain't cornering for nothing, buddy. You're going to be out in the field. For sure. I mean, these things are doing like 11.5 from factory, apparently. The C7s. <laughs> Jeez. And you're going to talk smack to them? Like, the Hellcat's barely doing better than that. And that's a stock C7. That's not even a cam or nothing. Yeah. And let me tell you, the Gen 5s, if you think the LS picks up from a cam, the Gen 5s are even more. Yeah, that that is the... I mean, an LS is such a blank surface for, like, modifications. It's crazy. Like, it's so easy to You know, do. I want to I get on a small tangent here, because I was thinking about this today. <laughs> this, this is a dear Ford owner moment. <laughs> These 5.0 fuckers. I'm about tired of hearing the 5.0 is the best damn engine ever made. Don't get me wrong. It's great. It's efficient. But the problem is, is you're limited by displacement when you go into the big boy power numbers. I mean, sure, it's easy to get 1,000. But how easy is it to go to 1,500? Okay, now we're talking, like, fucking no coyotes, you know, really going up there on the street. And I'll say the LSs probably aren't either, but you're going to see a lot more LSs at the 1,500 to 2,000 number than coyotes. Because the LS is just a better platform for that. And that's what I hate when people argue about, oh, 5 this, 5 that at the drag strip. Like, there's a lot of Ford purists that really aggravate me <laughs> with that. I mean, what's that uh, saying? There's no replacement for displacement? That's exactly right. When you make more torque, you have a lot more potential for horsepower. Torque will always outdo it. You can rev more, but you're going to lose torque. The more you rev, the more torque you lose. The only way to get more torque is like a turbo or boost or something. Yeah, E85. But that's still not a true replacement for displacement. Right. I mean, that's the one thing you there. Like you said, there's literally no replacement for it. <clears throat> that's you can. Uh, don't get me wrong. You can boost smaller engines, two liters and stuff, and make a thousand horsepower. But it's really hard compared to something with more displacement. Yeah. So when you got guys who drop the same amount of money on mods on their big blocks or big bore, you know, V8s, it's a no-brainer. I agree, one hundred percent. You can go. I, you look at these Viper guys. This is a perfect example of, of a good Mopar. The Viper guys, they're making 3,000 horsepower, and it's all because of the displacement. They're still a pushrod V8, and they're making that kind of number. I mean, that's what a, more do you got to say? It is impressive. Those is The most powerful engines in the world have crazy displacement. So Yeah. I mean, uh, the Copo 632, like, I yeah, mean. Yeah, I mean, all your... You know, um, these big Aussie cars, methanol like, cars. Yeah, I mean, let me look up uh, top fuel. I know it's a Hemi, but I don't know the displacement. I mean, even like Steve Morris big blocks, they are all like That's making a perfect example. They're making like 3,000 horsepower. Like, like, some people can't even fathom something making 3,000 horsepower. Like, the meta is a thousand. You imagine a Steve Morris big block making 3,000 horsepower, 3,500. You want to know how many decimals a top fuel car generates at full throttle? <laughs> like, probably 300. 150. Oh, okay. That's... that's more than, like, a concert. Yeah. It's literally, they can be measured on the Richter scale. They're, it was measured on the Richter scale once as, like, a three-point-something. God. And then also, they use, like, 10 gallons of fuel in a pass. Oh, I imagine. Yeah, 12, 12 gallons to 22 gallons during warm-up, burnout, staging, and quarter-mile. I mean, I was just talking to my coworker. He runs his uh, his big block Ford on uh, alcohol, and he's got, like, a five-gallon fuel cell. He's like, hey, I'm out of gas in, like, two passes. You know, that alcohol runs yeah. so fast. Oh, it's just like E85, which is pretty much alcohol, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so they're forged aluminum blocks with, obviously, iron uh, sleeves. What are you talking about, the top fuel cars? Yeah, I'm trying to see... Displacement performance to eight thousand five hundred to ten thousand horsepower is the guess because people are like, how don't you know? Well, horsepower is just a measurement, so we take what we can know about it and measure around it, just like we would another engine. See, it's showing block specs, but not uh, bore. I really want to see bore real quick before we get done with this. Yeah. 
on the, I want to uh, see the displacement because I'm, I'm very interested because this just goes right into my argument about why LSs are better because you're getting these really big bore LSs from these aftermarket blocks. You're not seeing that with Coyotes, and that's why I like the LS more. It's a, it's just a more easier platform to build around. There's a lot more potential. I think we could almost just go through and, and redo our whole uh, uh, LS LS versus Coyote uh, debate, but we could actually incorporate somebody who can back up the Coyote a little bit better than I did originally in our first podcast episode. I feel like we could revisit that. Yeah, for sure. Maybe maybe if you know somebody that is a really big Coyote purist or Coyote guy that has some interesting points other than uh, we don't kill crowds and all that stereotypes, uh, that would be really nice uh, to hit us up and maybe have an interesting interview with uh, somebody. Yeah, it would be. I'm trying to look somewhere else for this displacement real quick. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm also trying to find the displacement. I found the uh, big block that Cletus runs, but... There's like no. Like everyone knows they're based off the 426, but I, I just ain't seeing displacement. Yeah, I'm also not seeing anything too crazy. It's just saying like custom push rods, ARP heads, just stuff like you know basic what the stuff. Compression is. I'm really surprised by this, but I, I guess I'm not because they have a lot of boost, obviously. Yeah. But uh, they're six five to one. Six five to one. They see 300 PSI of old pressure cold. Oh my god. <laughs> the fuel line is 3 inches thick because it flows so much. Dude, most fuel lines aren't even an inch thick. Like They're like an inch at most. They're not usually like 2 inches. or like, that, That's crazy. Uh... They actually go to 8,000 RPM too at their, board, like their big displacement. So that's pretty crazy too. Sheesh. I'm, uh, let's see. We could probably do a whole episode about this if you really wanted, because th there's so much cool stuff about these things that I could talk all day about them. Yeah, I wish I could just do better research on engines so I can add more to the conversation on, you know, the actual engineering aspects and, you know, like, every, every all the stuff that I don't know about uh, the engine side of things, because what I'm learning, I'm learning through you, and you know, slowly, I don't, I can't just sit down and really focus on that, uh, you know, all at once. Uh, so it's actually using an LS firing order on some of them is what they do, and also small block Chevy. Really? So that's interesting too. I did not know that. I wonder why they changed that compression ratio. It's probably due to the vibrations, and it probably just runs a little smoother like that. I know that's why they switched on the LS from the typical gen 2 small block firing order it actually loses a little power but it's a little more less vibrations and harmonics i for the life of me cannot find the <sighs> displacement oh they're 496 cubic inches and they're limited to 500 so they can go up a little bit to 500 so yeah I mean they're not even like a 632 or nothing I mean it's all in the fuel and head blower. I mean, it's all of it is custom, really. It's yeah. not like any street car. Uh, man, I just can't find very much about this engine. I mean, it's a it's a uh, five fifty five cubic inch big block. Man, I'm just not the bore size is a uh, four and a half inches. I'm just not finding anything about compression. Uh, I will. Uh, oh, it looks like I don't know how old this is, but it says they're giving it away at giving away one at PRI. That is wild. I didn't notice that whenever I went. Yeah, maybe they're during that time. Uh, well, let's throw it to a quick ad break and let's get into the gaming topic. So we hit up Party Animals pretty hard over the weekend. You know, it was just released. Uh. And I kind of want to get your take on it because just just a vibe check on you, I, I I just I feel like it's a little you're not you're not as into it uh, as I am. Uh, I mean I'm definitely not into it as much as Gang Beast, but I am into it. I do enjoy playing it. Yeah, I 
A few things that I don't like about it is I don't like how the last stand really isn't last stand because you have a teammate. I wish they would segregate that game mode into a true last stand. And what are you talking about? The uh, party animals. Yeah, we mean like last stand. Wait, the, are you talking about where you're spectating and you can throw shit? No, I'm talking about the game mode last stand where it's like you have to throw somebody off the map. How there's teams instead of like everybody for themselves like on Game Beast. Oh yeah, you're talking about it's not just a pure free for all. It's always team based. Yeah, even though it says last stand, it's like not really. You got a teammate. I'm yeah, not... I do. I think they could possibly add some game modes in the future. Uh, maybe if the community gets enough push, they would. So anyone listening plays you know maybe mention that in a review or something i don't know it, the game got so review bombed from the get-go because of that stupid like comment yeah you could play offline and you couldn't and it, like everybody threw such a big fit about I it. i mean i do agree a game should have that feature nowadays when it comes out but review that's bombing. really not the worst thing ever review bombing isn't the way about to I, i'm really surprised there even was like i'm surprised that many people are doing LAN and stuff nowadays or just yeah you know, me with too their online friends. gaming online gaming such a big and thing now. maybe it's more on the console side i could see that for sure but on the pc side i really don't see that yeah unless it's LAN. but i mean you could do console LAN too i guess so i mean i don't know i can i can see it for the people who do do that stuff but our friend group just doesn't do that you know yeah i guess we can keep going in on the bad stuff before we get into what we enjoy uh another thing that i don't i got a few things i could mention yeah i I know this is probably one of yours but uh the whole unconscious system i hate it like it's like it, it feels randomized but not like super it feels like whenever i'm knocked out for a long time it's not as long as i was prior it it feels random and yeah i agree there's like two durations you're either knocked out for a you know a little bit longer of a time and then a shorter amount of time i wish it was the same as gang beasts where the more you got it's really not like that at all and i don't like how after you if you get knocked out like three times in a row you just die i'm not a big fan yeah it seems like the first two are pretty similar and then that last one you're knocked out a minute and it might also, it could be something to do with what you're knocked out with, too. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, if they had a weapon, it might be more. Because I feel like one time I was, no, so one of y'all was knocked out for a minute, I remember. I don't know. I know for sure I've been knocked out, like, for a minute right off the bat before. And it, it's so frustrating. Cause like, yeah, it is longer than Gang Beast off the first one. I will say that. Yeah. Uh but that, then another thing that I want to complain about big time is the movement is nothing like Gang Beasts. And I can't really hold that against them because it's not Gang Beasts. And you know, a lot of us just need to realize that. Yeah, I think we shouldn't compare it too much to Gang Beasts. I will say it it's a lot more user friendly because Gang Beasts, you know, as, as you know, you know, you've used a lot of your time in mastering the movement system, and of course that took a lot of time, whereas on party animals, I feel like mastering the movement system takes, like, not long at all. Like, you can definitely have all the basics. It definitely takes a minute to get used to. Yeah, but compared to Gang Beasts, you know, I don't think it takes as long. Uh, Yeah, if you're starting on a fresh slate, I would say you're fine, but if you have played quite a bit of Gang Beasts and you were thinking it's going to be similar, I I wouldn't even go into it thinking that. I would going with a fresh mind you know no thoughts of that yeah some of some of like the just the controls of gang beasts you know playing a brawler style game it really had me pressing the wrong buttons uh, pretty often especially climbing climbing's it gosh yeah and i want to i want to mention this kind of goes in hand with that um you you can't control separate hands is something i really dislike yeah i really feel like i should be able to hold with one and punch one just like on gang beasts that's I feel like that's just basic, you know, melee on a game such as this because it seems like other games similar to Gang Beast have that kind of movement, you know. Yeah, I kind of hope deep down uh, that this drives Gang Beast to either keep developing their game further, uh, just adding more maps, of course, because I feel like the game is extremely polished. Uh, other than like the weird map glitches where you don't load in. Yeah, like or even mention the one map um the, it's got the ice i can't remember the name of it oh yeah buoy yeah that map is so glitchy with the map like they should have patched that by now and plus that map too it just drags on they have the shark that comes in a lot of the stuff that comes in at the end and ends the game needs to come in a lot sooner 
That's uh, but I did, you know that's something else we can mention about party animals is there's there's only like one or two maps where there's really much going on. Like huh. there's two I can think of off the top of my head when it comes to that. There's the snow one where the fires burn out, and then there's the uh, oh I was just thinking about it. You're, um, you're saying the matches are too fast paced. Yeah, and then and then the black hole. Yeah. No, not not too fast paced. It's like there's only two maps with it. I like. You know, it could it could come in later. Yeah. On some maps, I think, but there's not that whole like map can like on billboard you can destroy the whole map. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or like, the, the towers. The the blight lighthouse you can do the same. The girders, thing. you can take the blocks. You know, like there's yeah. there's so much you can be creative with on there, and it seems like there really isn't as much creativeness. It's just pick. It's like Smash Bros. It's pick up weapon fight and. That's it. It's not, you know, you could pick up a barrel and swing it around or something, you know, like... Pretty much. And the guy with the nunchucks or the shovel, you know, whoever has the bigger weapon is going to be in control, pretty much. Yeah. I I can kind of mention I don't like how nunchucks knock yourself out. I get it, but it's kind of silly, really. I think (laughs) it's just... It's a risk-reward I can understand it, because it's OP. Yeah. So it definitely should have that, I think. But it's kind of silly at the same time. Yeah, I agree. You can get like one swing off and then you're knocked out. You didn't even hit no one. It's like they they either need to remove that or make it to where any weapon can malfunction in some way to harm the player. Like the ice gun backfires and freezes you. Same. With that would be cool, yeah. Yeah, they, they need but, to level you it. You know, that's something else I can complain about is aiming. Oh, yeah, it's I'm abysmal. sure you've complained about it. I mean, it's just like, you, you know you know what your character does when you shoot? He just auto-tracks the closest target so <laughs> you don't do nothing. That's literally what he does. That's how I shoot people. I don't do nothing. I just hit fire and sit still, and it works better. I There's a lot to party animals that we haven't discovered yet. You know, you have like five hours, I have like nine it's uh I, I was even flipping through some of the achievements there's actually an achievement you can get uh if you you know that ichiban map where the gas is closing in yeah yeah so there's a way to win the match uh with being in the gas so what you have to do i, I it, got a rare one on there i thought i'm gonna look uh so on Ichiban, you have to get frozen in a solid block of ice and slide off the map because if you're in the ice you can't inhale the gas so you'll win Okay, so there's one in not in Black Lab, which you knock out someone while floating. That's pretty easy. Yeah. You know, that is one thing that attributes to the great part of the game is the microtransactions. Each achievement grants you a certain amount of currency, and in game in the game currency, you can uh, spend it to buy the skins, or you could use actual yeah. money. That is uh, something it's that... It's like got a battle pass on release. I can respect the freak out of that. Yeah, I wish more games... You know, they're not pushing a battle pass already. I hate when games are out and they already got a battle pass and they're not even polished, but they got the battle pass. Like, that (laughs) aggravates me to death. Yeah. I'm glad this game is polished. I was going to be pretty upset if it came out and it had bugs galore because this game... Especially with how long they put it off. Yeah, the game's been being in creation for so long, and I'm sure... I'm sure Xbox, them putting it on Xbox didn't help any because, you know, there's a lot of licensing that goes into play, especially putting it on the Game Pass. Uh, I feel like if, I feel like they could have released it a lot sooner just on PC. The game seems pretty simple. It does have really good graphics, and uh, I will say there's 22 maps. There's two maps that are only in the arcade mode, which look extremely fun. I wish they would implement those into the normal rotation. There's a couple maps that I'm not too big a fan of, and that's just because of how extremely fast they go by, and that's the Alligator Tongue one. That one's just so quick, and the yeah. uh, the bridge one's pretty rough, too. It's just so fast. Yeah, that one is rough. It's like, if you got a player that is really accurate with their drop kicks, you're done, because they just have to knock you out one time. And yeah, they out. just, like, if you spawn on the edge, you're done, and I kind of dislike that, which I can't say too much, because Gang Beast is like that on, especially, like, Ring and some other maps. <laughs> yeah, the billboard, for sure. Yeah, done. Billboard is probably one of my least favorites just because you don't too. get a good start. Yeah, that one too. Headbutt. There's a few like that on Gang Beast. That, that's one of my biggest complaints of it. Yeah, there should be like some sort of cooldown timer for how fast you could be knocked out at the very start of the match. Yeah, or... maybe like a second and a half or maybe a full second, you know? Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about the, uh, you know, what they did different from Gang Beast is the uh, whole... You know, I, which Gang Beast did have it, but it wasn't as popular. With the matchmaking and party animals, you have these uh, like sports style games like hockey, football, soccer. 
I don't mind it, but I do wish there was more like a brawl mode, kind of like Gang Beast. So you don't like the set matchmaking where you don't get to delegate what game mode you're playing specifically? Yeah, I wish they would add in a you know different kind of like Fall Guys or something. I guess in a way. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, th- I will say, I will say one last thing. This is probably my last complaint is the team modes. I'm not a fan of. Why is that? Well, I guess it's more so when I'm not playing with a full lobby of friends. Because when we get some random teammates, man, it's like they just don't know what they're doing. Yeah, you know, I feel like if they did smaller like games of like three teams of three or four teams of two, you know, like that would be fun. Yeah. Like the j- the sports games like that, like it could be four goals on each, like one corner of the map is a goal or something cool. Like that would be really c- crazy and that'd be a lot more fun. Yeah, and I mean, it's the same spectrum where if you're in a lot of the situations, we play with three players, and typically one of us has to be with the random on the last stand game modes. Yeah, like, that's really annoying. God, you're you're with the guy who literally dies at the star every single time, not because he's got bad luck, it's just because he's terrible, and it's like you're at a disadvantage. And a lot of these achievements or daily challenges requires you to win, and it's like I can't do my challenges because I got a dummy on my team. Like, just let me play you solo. Carry him. Yeah, pretty much. I, I I definitely understand some of your Rocket League frustrations because this is the first game that I wouldn't say I'm playing competitively, but I I'm trying to do pretty good at it. You know, it's uh, it, it is, I think it's a lot of fun. I've put my time in, and uh, yeah, I agree. It is fun. I would recommend getting it if you can get it for free. For sure, get it. And if you're gonna spend thirty bucks on it, which I think I did actually, you bought the I think premium. Piece, I didn't buy the premium. I bought the regular. Oh, it's nineteen then. Twenty. Yeah, twenty bucks. I mean. I can give up 20 bucks for a game that, you know, seems pretty interesting, which, you know, I, I guess after our time in it, I would say it's worth 20 bucks. I mean, we paid 70 for 2042, and look what we got. God, I don't even... But the, That's ridiculous right there. The Kind of the last point that I wanted to make about the... Uh, what I really enjoy about it that they did differently from a lot of brawler-style games is they keep the spectator on the game because of that interaction you can do with the game as a spectator. That's yeah. that's the biggest drawback to Gang Beasts is if somebody's like dying constantly, I mean they're just gonna leave and you can't blame them, you know. Yeah. If they're getting out skilled, you know, they they're gonna die. But there's no incentive. If you're like dying to the same guy every time like, alright, just kill me faster so I can throw a bomb at you. Like it's uh you have yeah i really do like the way that is on party animals that is probably one of my favorite things and the bomb is so op and it's like you yeah save i love the bomb it i would say that it, for the bomb being super op they did a well 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 way of balancing it because really if the match lasts i would say a decent time i think you could get up to three bombs because it takes so long if to you get die a bomb. at the start yeah and it's so hard to not be like, man, I, I could hit a fish right now. I can, but I got to save up for that bomb. It's like you got to you gotta kind of strategize how you're going to use it's your It's fun uh, using the fish and stuff too, though. It's all, I love it. It's hilarious. Just see that one guy you hate trying to climb up and you hit him dead yeah, with that knockout him. fish. He's, he's If they stand still, it's over. <laughs> yeah. You can knock him out with the bomb too. That's hilarious. Yeah, they get knocked out and blew up. I think I got yeah, an achievement. It's like it's over when that happens. I got an achievement on that uh, the alligator tongue map because I dropped a bomb and it killed three people. I got like an achievement Eesh. for that. I'm like, yes, sir. Triple kill. Beyond the grave for real. He had Marty Dom. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh,. I mean, that's pretty much all I have for party animals. Do you have anything else you want to add before we talk about something else? I'm trying to think. I, I do like the weapons, but I feel like they could have a little more variety because it seems like it's pretty basic on the... It's, it's something you hold in your hands, except the boomerang. That is kind of cool. Something a little different there. The guns, the bows. I feel like they can just have a little bit more variety, maybe like a spear or something, you know, something with some range that, like, you throw. The net gun would be boomerang. cool. Yeah, like a net gun would be super cool, yeah. or like a gun that makes you, f- like, you know that one gun in GTA that makes you, like, flow, fly up in the air, like propulsion gun or something? <laughs> or like a paralyzer so, from Black Ops 3. Yeah, I mean, just something crazy like that would be cool. There's all kinds of room for stuff on there. Yeah. You'd be real creative with it. Yeah, I agree. And you know, the game's fresh. It's still it's still uh 
I, I would hope that they're still going to put updates in the game. You know, it's brand new. It's fresh. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm expecting good things from, from the game. It's already got good bones. Yeah, um, I'm not really seeing nothing on it. it. Once it came out, it's just got issues with game description and split screen is all they have. Uh, they responded to that feedback, but uh, I'm not seeing nothing else yet. So we still got a while to see. It's only been like a week. Yeah, uh, people... It seems like people haven't found bugs yet, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to see some in the future. You know, people find ways to break games. That's kind of our job as gamers to uh, find exploits. <laughs> Any advantage is our advantage. Uh, yeah, uh, I do. One more thing I like is the end screen. I really do like the end screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is fun. It's like... <laughs> I, I, I like the gorilla skin. I don't know why. It's just hilarious. <laughs> is I think his name is kind of funny. I can't remember. There's a description for each animal. I think his name's like Barbie or something feminine. And it's like a big buff gorilla. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the different skins in the game for sure. The variety of animals you can be. And like I said, you can unlock literally all of them. It's, uh, it's kind of great. Yeah, um... I haven't really experimented with the skins. I've just been saving my points. Saving up. They they have like daily skins and everything. It's kind of it's kind of neat. It's like it, it almost incentivizes you to kind of hop on and be like, hey, yo, what skins are what skins are up today? You know. Yeah, uh, I haven't even looked. I have no clue what any of them are. I got a few cool skins, that's for sure. I'm starting to collect them. At least trying yeah, to get the other game mode seems pretty fun too, though. I'm looking at a little bit of it. The arcade game mode. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't tried it, but the map looks really fun. There's like a saloon yeah, I feel bar like we style. We should try that. Yeah, I would definitely be down for that. There's one game mode that you haven't played yet, I don't think. Have you played the one with the uh, the arcade machine? It's it's a uh, score-based no. game. Yeah, it's kind of... I didn't really like it, but I feel like it's just because I had a bad team. But essentially, there's two arcade machines up on a stage, and only one person can be in control at a time. And it's like this weird game where your character has to collect stuff that drops down. And uh, you got to do that while your team's trying to keep people off of you from knocking yeah. you out. Uh, it was a little frustrating, but I feel like it'd be a lot more fun with other players. Uh, I think there's other maps. I don't think I've even played all the maps with all the time I've gotten to the game. It, there's a lot of maps. I mean, 20 maps is a lot. For sure. Uh, but before we hop off here, I wanted to talk about something that, you know, is kind of a moot point, but it's also a big debate. Uh, you know, we got the console wars, you know, back in our high school days and middle school even, it was a big thing, you know, if you had PS, Xbox, PC. I mean, even that viral animation that came out way back then with yeah. the console wars. That's what I think about whenever I think about it. Yeah, the Flash kids, that's hilarious. Yeah, Master Ace being the PC, you know, of course. I don't know. I still, I know somebody personally that will still argue that, like, why would I buy a PC? Why would I spend, uh, you know, a thousand, two thousand dollars for something that I'm just gonna have to upgrade parts in? I don't think console people realize how long we have to go before having to upgrade parts. It's yeah, for sure. I've been on the same, literally the same motherboard SSD hard drive since I built my PC in 2017, 18. So it's been a while, and really. Most of the parts are not super expensive, like RAM, SSDs, motherboards. We had that scare with the graphics card because of the Bitcoin mining, but that was literally uh, like... I will say that they still are kind of up there in price, especially the NVIDIAs. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of leaning more towards AMD here lately, I ain't going to lie. I'm running AMD. I don't have any problem with it. I'm probably going to, my new build, I'm, I'm pretty certain I'm going AMD, which really I was not going to going into it but um i guess just a quick little segment on my pc build of course oh yeah you know, i was it's been a while since i've built a pc it's been a few years and i really haven't kept up with the technology on the hardware and software and what really swayed me to go amd is their constant upgrading of their software for even their older graphics cards like they're pretty some pretty old ones and they're getting boost still because there's software enhancements that are coming out and that's something nvidia never does and then also the price to performance seems a little better with amd especially on the gpus yeah you can definitely go a lot cheaper on the gpus and still have good performance even like 1440p stuff sheesh 
So that's re that's really what I'm trying to do is 1440p, maybe low graphics quality 4K. I don't feel like it. It maybe do like medium settings 4K. I I don't know if it'd get 60 FPS for sure, but I'm just gonna do a uh, I think it's a Radeon Radeon 7800 XT, and then I can't remember the the uh, CPU, but it, it's a really popular, cheaper kind of performer. Yeah. I wish I remembered it. I'm like you, though. It's like, uh, I feel like the same people that argue, you know, console is better are the same people that go out and buy an iPhone as soon as it comes out. Like, yeah, they they come out with a new graphics card every year. That don't necessarily mean you need to buy it to keep up, you know. Trisha is, yeah. Trisha's PC is rocking a graphics card that's probably made like 10 years ago, and it'll still run ARC like with low graphics. I mean, that's saying some ARC is a humongous, high-demanding game. Yeah. You know, they, uh, I was running Warzone 1 with a 1050 Ti and an I... I think originally an i3. So, I mean, you can do it on a budget. I did it for a thousand bucks when I first did it, which... I mean, it is more than a console by a few hundred bucks, but it depends on what you want to do. I can get why you want a PlayStation for Sony games. I can get why you want an Xbox if you just want to play Halo with the boys or whatever. But, yeah, you know, it's all what you want to do. And I think, really, if you're wanting performance or wanting to be a little bougie, huh. PC is your option. Yeah, and PC is, like, uh, after you buy one, I mean, you can, like like you're doing, you can build one. If you buy a pre-built, and, you know, I did it myself with my first pre-built, you can interchange out parts, like, to upgrade it a little bit, you know, add some extra RAM sticks, you know, put your new graphics card in. As long as it fits in your case, you know, go for it. It's kind of like building a car, you know. You got you got the bones there. All you got to do frame, is upgrade now it. You just got to fill it in, you know. Yeah, that's that's what I always thought was you neat. You do whatever fuel system you want, aka power supply, whatever engine you want, aka uh, we'll say CPU and GPUs or trans, <laughs> maybe. I, I would argue more it's the other way around. And then your motherboard would be your ECU, even though it's kind of all on one. Yeah, I would say your RAM is. You're, it kind of goes in with the engine as well. Yeah. We'll say that's your induction system. No, it, it can't be that. You got that on a PC. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. It's kind of hard to do all that compared, but yeah, and that's that, kind of fun. Another thing, too, like you said, the interchanging out parts, uh, that's something you don't get any of with having a console. You don't get any customization. You know, I'm looking in my glass case right now. I got full RGB. My RAM sticks are RGB. My fans are RGB. Everything is like colorful. I can make it whatever color I want. I want flash, strobe, stay still, slowly transition. Console, man, like, what are you going to do? You just got a black box there, buddy. Yeah, it goes doop doop whenever yeah. you turn it on. But I mean, like, that's all you got, buddy. My car makes the same sound whenever I lock and unlock it. Cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, that's kind of just a, that's not something necessary, but that's just another I guess like flexing here. Yeah. I mean, it's just a huge plus. Like you have that personalization of having a PC plus like console guys, you know, it's like personally, I don't see very many console guys that play at a desk. You know, most everybody plays on their couch. Yeah. Or, most you know, are typically couch for sure. That's a whole nother thing. I'm telling you. You don't understand the feel of being a gamer until you sit down at a desk and have your monitors, everything fired up. It's just like you feel in the zone. You feel like you have your space. My space is my desk, what I got on my desk. In my like everything is in my space. But if I'm just chilling on the couch, you know, I'm I'm just on the couch, man. That's not my yeah, space. That's everybody's space. And that's also why I think you know, you see people who are good on console. They typically play at a desk where you're not on a big screen. Right. You know, if you want to be in the competitive scene, I think PC is definitely the way to go. You can also Twitch, you know, Twitch from your PC. If you want to be a content creator, you're going to need a PC anyways. There's just a lot of reason to do it if you're not being casual. Hey, my coworker was just telling me the other day, he's like, dude... Uh, you know, battle. I was I was trying to figure out what would make me a little bit better at Battlefield, and he's like, D uh, apparently you adjust the field of view slider. He's like, that's like something brand new. I'm like, are you serious? I was like, that's something we've had forever. <laughs> that's every game on PC ever. Yeah. I mean, 
That's, uh, I mean, just having filled the views. It's new to consoles, though. I mean, that's that's exactly another point. Is console just now on Call of Duty is getting a field of view slider, and PC has had it since like the OG CODs, I think. And if you don't know what that is, just imagine like you see the horse and buggy going down the roads, or like a fisheye. Pretty camera. much, like you're you're going down the Kentucky Derby, and you know the horse, he's got little blinders on the side so he can't see you know the crowd and get distracted. That's literally that. You're limited by like so many degrees by having the you know not having field of view slider i had no idea either you know it's crazy yeah, and i remember when you first learned about it and i was telling you it's like yeah it's better and people usually when they first do it they, they don't think it's good until they you'll realize it's your peripheral vision is so much better ain't nobody trying to knife me on battlefield i can see you coming <laughs> i'm like that's right boy I got like four eyes. I'm like a freaking a horse and a you know like human mixed together. I got eyes on the side and the front. Uh, but I, I'm not knocking Xbox. I had an Xbox for so long. You know, I, I always grew up on consoles. Just now getting a PC. Now, uh, it, it's just for for what I originally had. You know, I was originally a diehard console guy. I was against PC. I'm like, why would I spend all that money whenever I can buy an Xbox for like 500 bucks? But you have to realize your system is going to be unsupported after the next generation comes and you're going yeah, to be stuck. Yeah, and that's stuck. another problem I got because PC, at least you can you know, run the newer games on an outdated system and right. it'll still usually run it enough. Yeah, and even if it won't, you still have that opportunity to try. You, why don't you go take like an Xbox One game and go pop it in your, Xbox, your original Xbox? It ain't going to work. Like... I can play games that came out, you know, however many years ago up to now. It doesn't matter. I have a PC. I can play whatever I want. There's not that option with Xbox. Granted, they've started coming up with backwards compatibility, and that's awesome. I love to see that. I was such a big fan of it. It should have been implemented a lot sooner, but it's something that limited console players insanely. There's nothing worse than not being able to play the classics, man. Like... For sure. If I still had an Xbox One now, I'd be like, man, I want to hop on some, like, dang Black Ops 2, but I can't. I can't on PC. I can hop on any Call of Duty I want. Hmm. That's a... And another thing, too. If you're a big indie game fan like myself, like, I love indie games. Most of my favorite games are indie games. They just don't come out on console because of publishing issues. Like, Steam is so, like, great. I'm pretty sure me or you could, you know, make a game and put it on Steam. Like, it's... Yeah, it's great the way Steam is, and uh, even the Steam Deck. I'd love to get my hands on a Steam Deck one day. It's uh, they seem like such great systems. But uh, just back to the console thing, you're so limited by not being able to play all these games and a lot of these titles. Like, is it Gears of War that you really like? Uh, it's, oh yeah, I love Gears of War. It, it's not on PC or PS uh, PS, right? No, it's Xbox and Steam. See, that's a lot of these exclusive titles. It's kind of funny too, because it's like PC is the one that's between between everything. You yeah, know? that's why I like PC too. It's so great because like Ratchet and Clank, PS exclusive, Halo, Xbox I love exclusive. Ratchet and Clank, though, that's my least favorite one that we don't get. Yeah, but uh, well, Ratchet, the newest Ratchet and Clank's on Steam. Uh, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, but that that is the thing. Like, yes, it might be exclusive to one console, but it's not exclusive. Uh, it's not inexclusive for us. We can still play it because PC's the middleman. I love it, man. It's like you never PC never misses a beat whenever it comes to these games, and it's really awesome to not be left out. There's nothing worse than getting left out on a title. I I remember back in the day in high school, like people went, like, "Man, I want to play Halo so bad." You know, buddies would come to your house. I had a buddy that had a PlayStation. He's like, "Man, I love coming over to your house and playing Halo." Like, you just gotta mm. buy an Xbox, buddy. He's like, "I I can't get one." Missing out. Yeah, you missing out on Halo, one of the most legendary game you know games ever made. Uh, Halo is the OG Halos, like Halo Three, Halo Reach. Man, that's the days. Yeah, especially like halo reach the firestorm like the survival mode dude I love oh yeah that, so that was much. so good and that's really not talked about anymore i know it was so good now like you could make it to where like the the grunts exploded confetti and like there was so much you could do on there god me and logan like tore it up man there's nothing worse or nothing funner than like i remember just one map there's like this bunker you can hide in it hide out in and uh 
it would just get so chaotic that we would have to like blast our way out just to make it to a warthog to like survive a few extra rounds using like a gus hog hmm i love the gus hog on there too we can do a whole episode on halo really i think halo's we well, we you did one on infinite didn't we but I don't think we've done, like, a full Halo series, have we? Yeah, maybe even do, like, a Halo tier list where we break them down. That would be fun. That's a good one, too. I know of all the Halos, the story, but I haven't played all of them. I know pretty much about most of the older ones. I've played every single Halo except for ODST and Wars, uh, which you were a big fan of Halo Wars. Oh, I love Wars. I I played the beta for Halo Wars, too. I know you and Logan played it together, because that's kind of the game that you and him like playing together was Halo Wars. Dude, Halo Wars original was my shit. If we talk about Halo, we probably have to bring Logan on. Logan is like me. He's played every yeah, Halo. Yeah, for sure. Logan was big. He's played ODST also. Uh, yeah, that Logan's yeah, like... Yeah, I remember playing Halo Wars with Logan. That, that was fun. Yeah. That's a hard game, too. It's just hard to be good at. It was pretty competitive. Is it like, kind of like tower defense in a way? Yeah, in a way. And I kind of like that whole style of game. Yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, Balloon Tower Defense. I know you guys played it back in school. I'm just now finding out about it. I was a big Tower Defense fan. <laughs> for I don't know how I never came across it. It's crazy. Uh, you know what we could do another episode on? I, just feel like, I feel like people would really like to talk about this. Is those Flash games. Oh, dude. you Like Happy Wheels you need and to, stuff. You need to stop. I've been on a binge. <laughs> this, I don't know how I came across them, but like I was just scrolling YouTube on like the homepage, and it was like, I got to rank 10, or serving so-and-so 2,000 wings on Papa's Wingeria. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, I, I love the Papa's games, dude. They were so yeah. much fun. And this guy, he still plays them to this day, and he just... It reminds me of Rage Quick because he gets super like heated and angry and screams yeah. and complains. And dude, I'll have to send you one of those videos. He is like so entertaining to watch. And it's like ten minutes long. You just watch him on my like lunch breaks. He is so hilarious. Hell yeah. Yeah, I thought it was super funny you brought that up, being that that's something that's like I've been watching recently is Flash games. Yeah, they're awesome for what they are. Absolutely. Why games, dude? My my school didn't allow it for like so long. And yeah, finally there was they one on. I used to play on. I can't remember, but I used to play it at my grandparents all the time, I remember. <laughs> yeah, definitely Happy Wheels would be. It'd be good to talk about that for sure. Yeah. Happy Wheels deserves it. That's an OG game. I mean, it everyone is. knows Happy Wheels. Some people were gamers just because they played Happy Wheels in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> Alright guys, well with that all being said, let's throw it to an outro and we will catch you guys next week. Hey guys, if you enjoyed the episode, be sure to follow and rate the podcast. Make sure you turn on those notifications. We drop an episode every Friday morning. You're not going to want to miss next episode where we uh, do a little bit of a collaboration, possibly with MCR Tuning again. With that being said, we'll catch you guys in the next one.